All right, everyone. Welcome back. Sports book sports, all things sports betting. Here with your host, Connor, and my boy, GA. What's up, everyone? Yeah. Uh, today, we're back at it with another episode. We got a few topics on the board today. We're going to do a little bit of a discussion about uh, different types of wagers mm-hmm. and sports betting, specifically future bets today. Yep. We'll discuss a few of our NBA playoff picks for tonight. And then also do a little recap of uh, how our picks went on the last episode. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I talked about like the Atlanta Hawks future. So, you know, I think we we're talking about trying to create something that's for beginning gamblers and more advanced gamblers and future betting and series betting and stuff is definitely something that you can kind of use to elevate your game and find different ways to bet things that you like. So I think it's a good topic for us to kind of dive into and show people kind of what we're working at. Definitely. I think there's a lot of value when it comes to future bets, especially when you catch them in the beginning of the year. Yep. So that's why today you'll see a little bit of an interactive lesson, we like to call it, with with obviously our best provider, FanDuel Sportsbooks. Mm-hmm. We'll dive into specifically what the NFL has to offer, just because right now we're so deep into the NBA playoffs. Um the MLB season's pretty far along at this point. Yeah. So I think getting an eye on what the NFL futures are currently, we'll we'll dive into some of the bets that they have. And then obviously probably on the next couple episodes, we'll be putting out some of our future picks for the NFL this coming year. Because really this is going to be one of my first times looking at some of the bets and, and really just the value of what some of these teams are getting um, this early in the season. Yeah, and what's nice too pre-season. about yeah, especially about the fu- the future stuff is like when you're in the preseason, you're getting ready for the season, you can f- you can try to find a lot of value and stuff. Definitely. So like as we saw with the Atlanta Hawks, it was like their odds changed from like 1900 to 1500 when the news of Joel Embiid's injury came out, and yep. of course he ended up playing, but. Um, Things like that, pieces of information as they come out can really change future odds a ton. So if you if you're aware of it early, you aware of, you're aware of what they are, whether it's for a division winner, Super Bowl winner, conference winner, whatever it is, you can try to take advantage of getting ahead of the curve on some things when you know uh, you know a team might be one or two injuries away from not really having a shot, yep. or one or two players away. If you look at the, the Tennessee Titans. We're training for Julio Jones. Yeah, it's, it's like you could have taken. Yeah, you could have taken them before they made the trade, even when it sounded like it was going to happen. Yeah, you probably could have got a much better line than you're going to get at this point because Julio Jones is a playmaker. Yeah, and catching them a lot of these picks before the season happens, you're just catching a, so much better of a value because, as Greg mentioned, with the Hawks, um, early in the first round they were plus nineteen hundred and then once Embiid went down they dropped the plus fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. But I bet you prior to the season, and this is just me winging it, yeah. but they were probably plus three thousand. Oh yeah. To win the East, you know? Yeah. They have a good shot right now because of just the statistical odds are of getting to getting to the conference finals. There's four teams left. They just have to win this matchup. Yeah, and then they they're in the conference finals. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, James Harden could get hurt, and then that probably changed the odds even more. Yeah, and you I know. think well, he's definitely out now for some time with his yeah. hamstring. But that's our point, and I think we'll just dive into it today to give you guys a little bit of an idea of where we're at and what uh 
some of these future bets have to offer. Yeah, so let's dive into it. Let's look at FanDuel. So, you know, we always talk about we do everything on FanDuel. Yep. Um, we get all the lines from there. We look at a lot of stuff. So if you go to FanDuel's website, right now on the top left is where I usually go, and that's the popular section. Obviously, right now, because football is not in season, it's not in the popular section. So if you just go on the left, there is a sports A to Z, and you click football, it kind of brings you to week one slate. So what we're actually going to look at is instead we're going to look at a couple different things. And the first things that I kind of like to look at, because I think it gives you a good gauge as to where teams are going to fall. Because again, we talk about Vegas is usually pretty spot on with this stuff. Definitely. It's just like season wins. So if you click that season wins, what that's going to give you is just the win total, though essentially the over-under for every team. Yep. Um, you got to remember again this year it's a little different for NFL. There's 17 games instead of 16 games. Yep. So you add in an extra game, so... You know, eight is right around the middle mark. Um, and then you can look team by team as you go down. So um, that first line there, that's the Arizona Cardinals, right? Yep. And what is their over-under? So their over-under is eight wins. And eight. it's minus 130 for the over, plus 110 for the under. Eight flat? Eight flat. Okay, so yep. exactly. So for that, if you bet the over, you need nine wins to win that bet. And yep. if you bet the under, you need seven losses or seven wins to win that bet. Yep. And if you have eight, you push. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting at this point. Usually they're halves. Like if you look the next one down, Atlanta Falcons, seven and a half. Yep. So this way there are no pushes. But at this point in the season, there are a few that are just a flat number. Flat number, yeah. Which is, I guess, you know, it's what Vegas does. They're putting it out there to give themselves a little bit of an edge. And maybe they see that some of these teams might have a good amount of money coming in on them. But I think the... The gist of this is to show you that this is one aspect of future bets that you can take where you bet an individual team, any team in the NFL, to have a specific amount of wins, and it's like a total in just a single game, an over-under in a single game, but instead, this is strung out through the whole season. Yeah, and I kind of like it. If the, the way I bet these is it's kind of like, like we were kind of talking about for like the handicapping contest that we're talking about trying to get set up yep it's kind of like a way to take a bet and just have action week in and week out yeah without having to put a couple units on every game week in and week out yep you know i could put a few units on a team's over under for the whole year Mm -hmm. and then every game i have a vested interest in them winning or losing and it just keeps me keeps me enticed and as we go through this stuff, like I'll, we'll start pointing out division winners and Super Bowl champions, like you might be able to find some discrepancies with teams if they got a star player. Like for example, the year that I really hit big for division winners, I took the Baltimore Ravens when they had Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and I'm, if I remember correctly, that year he didn't start. Yep, and then, and then he came in, and they yeah. ended up running off a bunch of wins. They yep. ended up winning the division. They ended up winning uh, the over under for that. So. It really, I feel like you can try to find some value here if someone has a superstar player they added to their team that you're you're betting essentially that's going to catch people off guard. Yep. So if you think Justin Fields is going to be a stud, you liked him at Ohio State, you go to Chicago Bears, they're over at our seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you think that they're going to have a chance to compete, if you think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to hold out, and those might be two easy wins against the division opponent this year. Yep. You know, that's something to take in mind. Um, yeah, and I was going to say, I think that the good one thing that I like about season win totals mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> these are bets that you can win, 
in week 13. Week oh, yeah. 12. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always come down to the end. No. And that's one thing you, in over unders in a basketball game or a football game, it's really, besides the over, the under is never done until the game's over. Yeah. Until that final whistle blows and it's the end of the game. But in these, if the Arizona Cardinals, they have eight wins and they start off one and 10. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Yep. You know, they're, you, by a week 11, you know, that you won this bet, cashing it out. Now, the unfortunate part is I think a lot of these sports books don't let you cash out until the end of the season. Yeah. But at least you know you have that money coming in, and that's one of the beauties, I believe, of, of the season win totals. Yeah, and it just goes the other way, too. If you start out for the season, your team starts out 7-3 over the first 10 games. Yeah. It's like, okay, I need one more win to finish it out. Exactly. You know? um, and then, so... I dive into some of the division games or yeah. division futures. So then there's so there's just this individual teams which you can bet on, but then you can even start looking at. So if you go over to 2021 outrights, um, you're gonna have three options here. You're gonna have Super Bowl winner, conference winner, and division winner. So we can go to the division winner, and then there it lists each division, all the people in the division, and then the odds to win that division. Yep. So, for example, just to start us off, the AFC East, Buffalo Bills minus 155, Miami Dolphins plus 320, New England Patriots plus 360, Jets plus 1900. Yep. And there's eight divisions in the NFL. Yep. So there's eight different bets that you could place on divisions. And I think I I truthfully like this bet the most of all the futures because you can sort of spread it out. Another great thing, I believe, with FanDuel, if I'm not mistaken, is you can parlay division winners to give yourself a little bit more value. Um, And I think think you can find pretty good value in some of these divisions. Some of them, you know, you never know. You really actually never know on any of them. Yeah, that's the beauty of football. But that's another thing that can be done in week 15, you know. Yeah. Say the... The Buffalo Bills come out hot this year, and they end up going six and zero in their division. You know they're gonna pull that out and say their overall record is the highest. They could they could clinch the division by week 14, 15. Yeah, and you you lock that bet in right away. Yep, and then what's also nice too is if you parlay it, then you could hedge it. Yep, you know? I think that's the best part of all future bets with FanDuel yeah. is the ability to hedge. I think we'll dive in a little bit deeper. Um, in the next couple episodes when we discuss, because we will be putting out an episode of our future bets for the NFL. Yeah, but just to give people an idea of like what hedging is in the most basic form, to me it's like if you have a two-team parlay, mm-hmm. one leg of it wins. Yeah, You just essentially bet against your other part. Yep. And it just maybe covers your initial bets. This way you're always winning money. Yep. Or you bet enough to where you win a little money either way is ideal. Yeah. An ideal way to hedge it. Yeah, that's... And hedging is a crucial part if you want to become a professional gambler. Mm-hmm. There's ways hedging. There's other opportunities out there where you can make sure that you don't lose money in any single game. Yep. You don't get beat by a bad beat, especially with a lot of the live betting opportunities they are there are nowadays. For example, say you're say you have the Cardinals versus the Bills mm-hmm. and the Bills are up by twenty eight points mm-hmm. at half. At half, and the car you have the Bills minus seven to win the game. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the live line and it's plus twenty one Cardinals. Yeah, you can hedge yourself there to make sure that you at least, as Greg mentioned, covered your initial bet. 
but still have a room for for profit. Yeah. And that's very important is is what I call like the risk mitigation or the risk management of your bets. And a lot of people look at that in all aspects of life and in tons of different industries. For sure. But gambling's one that, you know, you need to take advantage of it because there ain't a guarantee ever. Yeah. But if you can guarantee it, you might as well take advantage of it. Yeah. And those, those like you said, you can kind of hedge some of these future parlays. With individual games, or if you're betting an individual game, you can use a live line during the game to kind of hedge yourself out of some of them. Exactly. You know, if you bet a team and they just get up by a ton, you can just bet it the other way. Yeah, if you want, just or, to, just to hedge yourself out, yeah. have some value to it. And then what what you can end up doing is there's a term called middling, yeah, which is like the dream. So if you hedge yourself out. And there's a 10-point, you know, I'm thinking about basketball. So, like, a game tonight, like, say, the, say you take the Clippers and they get up a ton, then you can bet on the Jazz. And then if the Jazz, if the score lands in a sweet spot, say there's, like, a six-point sweet spot yep. called the middle, where it's just in between both your bets and you have a double winner, you win both bets, yep. your initial bet with the Clippers and then your live bet with the Jazz, that's, like, a perfect scenario. It's exactly. hard to do and it's very rare, but... But it gives you more more value in what you're betting and gives you a better opportunity to win. Yeah. But to move on, we obviously have the division winners, which yep. is one portion of it. Then you go into the conferences, which are the AFC and the NFC. NFC. Yep. And those you just pick the flat out win the conference championship to get into the Super Bowl. Yep. So this isn't the regular season conference champion or who has the best record in the conference during the regular season. Mm-hmm. These are the two teams, if you were to bet one on the AFC and one on the NFC, to be playing at the Super Bowl at the end of the year. Yep. So they have to win their conference. They need to win the games in the playoffs and then ultimately be playing in the Super Bowl. And it's tough to do. That's why you can see these odds keep changing. For example, like the Kansas City Chiefs, I was looking at them down here for the odds to win their division as minus 290. Yep. And then when you look at the odds to win the AFC, it's plus 260. Yep. Because to your point, it's like, okay, it's minus 290 or whatever it is to win the division. So Vegas is telling you it's pretty likely that's going to happen. Yep. But then for them to win all the games they need to in the playoffs to make it out of the AFC and go to the Super Bowl, yep. now they're plus money because it's just that hard to do. Yeah, and anything can happen in those games where yep. it's not a guarantee. And most people would say, oh, the Chiefs are an absolute lock, but there's a chance that they can win one of those, lose one of those games. It's yeah. not a guarantee, and that's I mean, why plus 260s, is good value. Yeah, we saw last year. He, you know, Pat Mahomes had a little bit of an ankle problem, and all of a sudden, yeah, the they whole offense the same. slows down. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's know. yeah, that's a brief description on the conference. They and obviously the Super Bowl. then they obviously have the Super Bowl champion, who's who's the winner at the end of the year, and and is the champion of the NFL. And some of those are some high value odds, but yep. And then again, it's sticking with the Kansas City Chiefs. To win the division or to win the conference, they go from plus 260 to win the Super Bowl is plus 500. Okay. So even then, it's like, okay, you made it out of the AFC, but then to actually win the Super Bowl, they were giving you another, you know, 200 points on yep. on it. And so. then to back to what we spoke about earlier as far as the hedging, mm-hmm. these are great propositions to be in a good position to hedge. So yes. if you have the Falc or the Chiefs plus 500 to, win the, Super to Bowl. win the Super Bowl and then you go into that game, they make it, you would 
ideally, depending on how much money you had on the Chiefs, you would mm-hmm. you would fade it and bet the other team just Edge to guarantee out. yourself some profit. Yep. And depending on who they're playing, you never know what the value or what the money line is going to be. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the Chiefs have to win that game. So you're not playing like against not covering the spread. A spread. Yep. So you, be, you would most likely bet the money line, and hopefully that other team's an underdog too. And you're just you're guaranteeing yourself a good chunk of money for for placing that bet early on in the year. Right, for taking advantage of the future opportunity in the off season. Exactly. So that's that's a brief brief overview of just some of the outright future <laughs> bets that you can take in the NFL. They have a few other categories here which which Greg can get into. Yeah, I mean the other one that I think just kind of really want to highlight is like the player futures. So those yep. are the ones where you can take the regular season MVP. Yep. So, you know, if you think Aaron Rodgers isn't going to hold out all year, he's going to come back and have another MVP season. Mm-hmm. He's plus 900. Um, Dak Prescott coming back from injury, plus 1,500. <laughs> and again, those are, yeah, same kind of, <laughs> same kind of uh, I hate Dak. ideas. It's like it, you have to wait all season for it. Yeah. And they have to, you know, be named the winner. So same thing with the Rookie of the Year, too, if you click this little tab over here. You can look at offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Yep. And these are ones, honestly, to like keep an eye out for as the season moves on. Yeah. Because like if someone has a good week, you're gonna see these odds change very frequently. Yeah. And like the offensive rookie of the year, you never know what's gonna happen. An injury occurs, anything along those lines that potentially, you know, derails a person from being in the, in the running to yep. win the offensive rookie of the year, you're finding yourself at good odds if you can if you had a bet on someone else that maybe wasn't the favorite and was a long shot. Yeah, you know, so those are those are ones that you can keep an eye on and bet out through the whole year and just see where the value comes. You know, if you think someone's been playing well and maybe their line isn't moving like you would think, maybe it's a good opportunity to play some money on them. Yeah, what I like, too, is like just looking at these odds right now. Like The favorite for offense, obviously, is Trevor Lawrence at plus 270. Yeah. And then Justin Fields, plus 500. If you look at defensive rookie in the year, it's uh, Micah Parsons is the first at plus 550. And then Pay over here is plus 850. Wow. So it's like because those odds are so high, that indicates to me that like it's like much more wide open for someone to win defensive player of the year. Definitely. Than it is for offensive player of the year. So What's Zach Wilson on there? Plus seven hundred. He's the third. He's the third one, and then Trey Lance is plus seven fifty. I mean, he's not even starting. So Mac Jones plus nine fifty. He's also not starting. So yeah. So there's um, there's I think there's some value in both of those, and I from the sounds of it, I might have a couple of bets that I'll put out on there. Yeah. But it's just it's just another opportunity to to put some money down on on future bets. Player ones are, are great because you're individually watching someone and you're not really focused on the team. So if you're a fantasy type guy too, sure. maybe you'll pick one of these guys in the draft when you're when you're picking this year. Yep. So you have a little bit of, of skin in the game. Right. Know? If you end up drafting one of these guys, you know, like you said, if you end up drafting Trevor Lawrence or Najee Harris or something like that, throw a little money on them. This way you have, you know, your room from a fantasy, your room for them. Exactly. Outside of fantasy, either way. It either wins you bread or absolutely destroys you. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about football-related, but I do want to talk about some basketball. No, we can move but, right into the, the basketball ones. 
Yeah, so I mean, just another thing to look at too is like now that we're we can, there's obviously all the same bets that we just talked about for the NBA. Yep. So you can pick a conference winner still, even though there's only a couple teams left. You can take uh, uh, someone to win the championship, of course. But what I like here is if you're on the NBA section, there's these like the matchups right here. Yep. So you can actually click a matchup, matchup, and then you can look at a few different things. You can look at just straight up to win the series. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on the Hawks 76ers. So the Hawks are plus 120 to win the series, 76ers minus 140. You can pick the correct score of the series. Okay. So you can take the Hawks to sweep 4-0. You can take a 4-3. You can take the Sixers 4-3, the Sixers to win 4-2. You know, whatever you want. And those are all plus money as well. Yep. And then you can actually just take if you're – it's hard. It's obviously really hard to predict exactly how a series is going to go. So you can just take the number of games, which I like. So you can take it's either going to go four games, five games, six games, seven games. Yep. Um, and for that, you know, you can see the odds get pretty close to even money at six games, seven games. So Vegas is telling you it's likely going to go the whole way. Yep. For the Hawks, 76ers. And then, uh, you know, something that's kind of out there for it is the series spread. So that has the Hawks at minus one and a half and the 76ers plus one and a half. Yep. And that's for like the games. For so the total a, amount of games. Total amount played. of games. So for example, the Hawks are minus one and a half. If the Hawks win the series 4-2, yep. then you're cashing that ticket because they would have won. If you take away a game and a half, they still would have won by half a game. So yeah. It's kind of a little something that's a little different, but again, these are all these are another way of betting futures. Yeah, you don't have to bet championships; you can bet it as series specific. And what I like about this is when, like for example, if Atlanta wins tonight, then I always come back and I try to look at what the 76ers are to win it because they were the favorite going into it. They're down two zero. Yeah. So you know it, it, the odds change quite a bit for them. Yeah, and it just. Again, we're just trying to, to highlight some of the opportunity that's out there with FanDuel. It's another reason that that we are so we speak highly of them because they mm -hmm. have so many different opportunities to get action in on series, on games, on the quarter, the half, individual players, <clears throat> individual players. They just they're so convenient and they give everyone an opportunity to get some money on something that they like. There's really not a bet that. I can't think that they don't have. Yeah. Yeah, I've yet to think of something that's just not available to take. Yeah, and sometimes, like, when you shop some of these lines, definitely look at other sports books because there can be, you can find some that have a little more value in other places. Maybe yeah. you're getting a little, a couple more points here and there depending on what you're looking at. But FanDuel is one that we always we always highlight because of what they have available and what they can offer your average gambler. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we talked about some basketball futures here. Do you want to get into the basketball picks for tonight? Yeah. And you want to recap from last episode? You want to start with the recap? Yeah, let's discuss our picks from last time. Um, I know I ended up losing a little bit of money. Yep. I tried to go a little heavy on the, the Clippers first half, and that was a hell of a first half. They actually had an opportunity to, to get me the dub, which yep. would have been nice. Um, I ended up losing... Based on my units for these plays, I ended up losing about $175 because I hit the first quarter of the Knicks-Hawks game. Yeah, the which, tri bet. Yep. Which was the tri bet. I got good value on that. Ended up being a tie game at the end of the first. So I hit that for plus 175 
Dylan Brooks got me four, five rebounds, but mm-hmm. I had it at four plus. Kyle Anderson just didn't fucking show he up. He didn't do anything. He was just embarrassing zero, zero, to watch. Zero, yeah. I should have taken. I was feeling it after, and once I watched a little bit of the game, the beginning of it, Desmond Bain yep. came out ready to ball. Yeah. Um. So he's someone to look out for next year, and then the Haw- or the Clippers Mavericks. Clippers lost the first half by two. Yeah. Reggie Jackson actually had an opportunity to hit a three with like yeah, two seconds left. Yeah. But really, they just couldn't get a stop defensively in the first half of that game. Yeah, they're it's just the from whole watching game, that really. series. Yeah, just from watching that series, they they really are like a second half team, fourth quarter team. Yeah, it's they, crazy, and they're just they're just really inconsistent. Like they play yeah. defense some games and then don't the next game. Like I don't know what was going on with them, um, but they ended up. They ended up getting that series done, and I wonder what they were yeah. when they were down 2-0 since we spoke about series futures. Yeah. I wonder what their line was there because that would have been probably some good value on it. Yeah, and that's a perfect example of, like, taking, again, like, taking, like, futures and underdogs. Like, I like when, I, when I'm betting series bets, I like to try to find a series where I think the underdog can win out, right? Yeah. So, like, in that series, I like Dallas going into it. I probably should have bet something on ser- Dallas for the series. Yeah. Then what I like even more is when the team that I bet wins the first two. Yeah. And they're the underdog. Yeah. Because then the favorite, chances are, is plus money. Exactly. And they're supposed to win the series. Yep. You know, it's not as good. It's usually not as good as the original bet that you took on the underdog. Yeah. But still, it's plus money. So then you put some money on that. Yeah. And now, no matter who wins, you're winning money. You're guaranteed money. As long as you bet the same unit on each bet. And that's why we preach that. Exactly. Is that if, you know, you're betting half a bet for series, you bet a half a bet for series no matter what. Yeah. You know, if you're betting, you know, whatever it is. That's why that unit. Staying consistent. 100%. That's why that unit concept and that bankroll management side of things is so important people don't realize it because that's the part of gambling that wins these sports books and these casinos money is like the psychological part of like winning a shit ton of money in just one day yeah but realistically the long run is the best path and that's the place where you're actually going to win money and staying staying strict to your units i mean just as you mentioned that's just the most efficient way of getting it done yeah so for myself like we were talking about last episode like i really like the hawks i thought the hawks were gonna win so instead of just taking the hawks i took the hawks win margin yeah i took them uh to win by one or ten i took a half a unit on or i took one unit on that yeah plus 195 and i took a half a unit at them to win by 11 or more Yep. And they ended up winning by 11 or more. Yep. So that was nice for me. That cash pretty good. So it was plus 420. So I won 210 on that. Yep. Um, the Sixers ended up losing. Or the Washington, the Wizards ended up losing pretty bad to the Sixers. I think they lost yeah. by 17 with no Embiid. So that was I was pretty surprised by that. You talked about Seth Curry that game. We definitely should have looked at the player prop for him because I think he had 30 he that had night. 30 and over 30 was like yeah. plus 450. Yeah. So... Um, he looked good. Balling. Yeah. Then I had the Jazz to close out that series. They got that done, and then the Clippers ended up losing the game. Yeah. Um, just didn't show up. Yeah. But overall, you had a positive night. Yep. Uh, the unit, the unit systems, what won you money. Yep. And me not sticking to my unit systems, what yeah. lost me money. Yep. I bet I ended up taking one one and a half units on the first half of the Clippers game. Yep. Um, you know. To speak on that a little bit is is not necessarily that it's going to kill you um, one night. If yeah. you if you do it one night and you find yourself down money because of it, 
hopefully it's a lesson learned and yeah. you don't continue to do it. But if there's some games that you feel are a little bit more valuable in your eyes and you've seen that you've become a sharp better, yeah, press them sometimes. Mm-hmm. But don't do it consistently because in, as you can see, if I would have just bet my single units, I would have had an even day. Yeah. And instead of instead I'm down $175. Man, just cuz I decided to press it a little bit. Yeah, I mean even days are good days. You know, you get a full night of entertainment for no money. Exactly. You know, that's what we're all here for. I mean, we're here to try to make some money that would be great, but really it's entertainment. Yep. Um loss or higher my blood pressure a little bit, but Yeah, like you said it came close. So yeah, so those are our picks from last episode. Let's get into tonight's games. So we got two matchups. The first matchup is Philly and the Hawks. So I'm pretty sure they're in Philadelphia for this one. They're yep. the, they're the one seed going into this. So it's 7:30 on TNT. Atlanta won the first game. They were up by a pretty good amount during the game. It ended up being close at the end. But uh, the Sixers are still the favorite, and Bede's playing, so he was minus six and a half for the 76ers. Yep. The over under is two twenty four and a half. Which I find both these guys to be pretty high scoring. So, you know, something in the 220s I kind of expect. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a pretty good over-under uh, for the game. Yeah, I think they play both these teams like to get up and down the court. They play a little bit faster of a tempo. Yeah. Um, but as you mentioned, I mean, the Hawks were just blowing them out. They were up by 20 in the first half. They put yeah. up like 74 points. I think it was 74 to 54 at the half. Yeah. But... The the Sixers, man, they made it a game. Yeah, I was surprised by by the score towards the end. Yeah, and that would have been a, a beautiful situation to hedge in, because yes. I'm sure live you could have got the Sixers like at, at like a half, like plus ten or something like that. So yeah, there's definitely room there. Um, just to like I said, just to guarantee yourself money and. Give yourself a better opportunity to be profitable at the end of the day. But this series, man, I don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 60% of the bets are coming in on the 76ers and 73% of the money yep. is coming in on the 76ers, according to Action Network. So, I mean, the, uh, I, I th- I'm assuming I'm not this, surprised. I'm not surprised either. I'm not surprised. This is, By the looks of that, that's something where I definitely fade the Hawks. Um, yeah. When we recap our picks later, though, I have I have a player prop in this game that I think is a sure lock and that gives some value. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, man. The Hawks offensively are tough to guard. Yeah. They literally have five guys. Let's say four guys on the court that can get a bucket at any time. And then you just yeah. have Clint Capella there just washing shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he's a tougher matchup for Embiid. Embiid still works his ass, but yeah. he makes Embiid work. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. defensively. What I like about Capella, too, at least, uh, you know, I didn't watch all the, the first game, but at least from what I've seen in other games, I feel like he's a pretty good motor. So That's he's going to keep going all game. He's not going to take a possession off. Yep. You know, Embiid's going to have to work for it. That's what I was all, saying as far yeah. as Capella plays good defense and it makes Embiid work offensively. Yeah. You know, so it's not like he has. He's got an easy matchup and on that end. And he's of the not court. a pushover on offense either. You got to worry about him going for the alley oop. You got to worry about the pick and roll. You know, what I mean, the offensive rebounds. Yeah. He's one of those those uh, those players that don't show up on the stat sheet either because he gets a lot of tips. Yeah, he does things that just a lot of effort plays. Yeah, just those dirty plays that people don't normally don't want to do. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's going to be a good matchup. You know, I kind of talked about the Hawks. You know, I, t- I gave out them to win the conference just because I think offensively they're tough to match up with. Yeah. I think that if anyone has a chance to compete with Brooklyn, it's going to be the Hawks just because of their offense. Yeah. And then what helps even more is that and that James Harden got hurt. Yeah. So now it comes down to KD, who's been hurt a ton. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, who's been hurt a ton. Yeah, if one of those if guys, of those go, guys down. go down, it's like the, it's wide open. For then the it's Hawks. wide open, and that's and that's why that's why I like that's why I like about those future bets is you just gotta look at what you're really betting. Yeah, and to as we've spoken about previously, though, if the Hawks get to the conference championship plus 1900 or whatever it was you got it at yeah. you're in a perfect situation to hedge yeah to just i mean if, the if kd and Bro- and kyrie are there that that uh series total yep. might be high yeah minus 300 minus 400 yeah minus yeah. 300 i would think yeah but you know it may be worth it to just at least like put 300 on it just to get your money back yeah you know what I mean? So you know it's a guaranteed no loss, right? And that's like a per- that's a, a great point bet. about head about hedging is that if I put three hundred on it and they ended up losing, then I win nineteen hundred for the Hawks, so yep. I'm up sixteen hundred. Yeah. And if Brooklyn wins, I win a hundred and it covers my original bet. Exactly. So it's a free bet for exactly. me. Exactly. If I want to, you know, like again, just to talk out the stuff. So if, if you're new to hedging, kind of understanding it, I could bet six hundred on Brooklyn. Yeah. Then if they win, I win two hundred dollars. Hmm. You know the Hawks. I lose that bet, so I end up winning a hundred. Yeah. Or then vice versa. If the Hawks win, I win nineteen hundred. I lose my six hundred that I bet on Brooklyn. Exactly. I walk away thirteen hundred. And realistically, at plus nineteen hundred, if they're minus, let's say they're minus two fifty. Yeah. I would probably even be willing to go up to a thousand. Sure. Betting the Nets because then you're either going to win three hundred dollars. Or you're gonna win nine hundred dollars, yeah, and it's a guarantee. Yeah, no matter that's what, a free week. That's like, that's that. a that's a nice part time job for just doing nothing. Yeah, and that's why when it comes to NHL, when it comes to basketball, when it comes to baseball, I really try to save my bets for the playoffs, and I really try to do playoffs, conference winners, yep. series, champions, all that stuff, because that's where I really do think there's money to be made. To the point where you can hedge it out and you're just stress-free. Yeah, and it's just it's a strategic plan that you have going into it that some people don't think about. Yeah. But in your instance, you have great value going into it. Yep. Um, but moving on to the second, second game. game here, there's the Clippers-Jazz. Yep, that's the first game of that series. Yep, first game of this series. Mike Connolly was announced that he'll be out tonight. Yeah, so it's um, in Utah, ten o'clock on TNT. Yeah, which Utah is a tough place to play. Yep. Um, but what's weird is I think the Clippers are one or three and zero on the road. Yeah. In the playoffs so yeah. far. Yep. So maybe it's not a bad. They just spot might be a road them. team. Yeah. So I mean, the Jazz are minus four. The over under is two twenty one. Uh, again, I feel like both these teams kind of strike me as defensive teams, but we've seen so far this playoff specifically, yep. they can put the ball in the bucket with anyone. So Kawhi can go for 40 any given night. You know, the Jazz have a few different players that can score. Mike Conley being one of them, so he's out. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that this is going to be an interesting series. I, you know, I, I want to get into our picks in a, in a minute here, but – just talking about the series, you know, I just think that the Clippers kind of proved me wrong on this Dallas series. 
And I think that they're hot. I think they're playing well. Yeah. And to your point, I think they just like playing on the road. Yeah. I think it's just less pressure, less expectations. Yeah. And I mean, they I've, get it done. I'm 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 gonna ride with them the rest of the playoffs. I mean, before this yep. whole we started this whole podcast, I told you I like them to win the chip. I like yep. them to win the Western Conference. You could have got both those at plus. I think you could have got the West at plus two fifty. Yeah. And the championship was like plus five hundred. Yeah, I think even six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah. Um, and I'm riding with them still. I think they're gonna have a tough time when it gets to the championship if they get it there and they have to play the Nets because you know, the Nets are what they are. They're they're looking good right now, but I'm riding with the Clippers until they yeah. get knocked out. Yeah. If they do, you know. Yeah. I really do like them. What are they right now to win the championship? Right now, to win the championship, it's actually 480. 480. So when yeah. I was looking at 600, it was before they won Game 7. So after yeah. they won Game 7, they moved on. Yeah, they yeah. dropped it 100 points. What are they right now to win the West? Um, To win the West, plus 200. Yeah. And at the beginning of the playoffs, yeah, I think they were, I think they were plus 275, yep. if I remember. So still not far off, still good value there. And this is, I think this is the series that they have to win. Um, yeah. If you ask me, I think this is the true one-two of the West for sure this year. Um, so whoever that, wins the series, chances are they're going to the finals. Exactly. There's a good shot. I think the other two teams are just a little depleted, and the Suns, I don't think, are experienced enough to get that done. But who yeah. knows? Who the fuck knows? And now we're looking at this too. I just have the Hawks up here. So again, this is why I love talking about the futures. Uh, you know, I talked about it plus nineteen hundred. I think I gave it out on the podcast plus fifteen hundred. Yeah, they're plus twelve hundred now. Yeah, so, it's just moving in their favor. Yeah, you could have got you know another three hundred to seven hundred points of juice on it if you depending on when you took it. Yeah, when we first talked about it, I remember it being plus nineteen hundred, and yeah. that's when you you said it to me. And then literally, MB got hurt, and the next day it was plus fifteen hundred. Yep. So it's just funny how that stuff moves, and if you really like it, get on it early. Before there's something that occurs that happens, yep, that affects the line. But yeah, moving on to our picks for tonight, um, I have a couple. Oh, hold on here, running into some issues. Well, let's just talk through them. I guess the text probably didn't pull through. Yeah. So my first pick was uh Joel Embiid okay over 34 and a half plus 225 okay if you actually want to pull it up up on yeah, FanDuel if up. you can do that yeah let's go over let's show the screen here when we're putting them in so over on FanDuel we're going to look at player points Embiid over 35 yeah, it's alternate points though. Okay, alternate points. So over thirty-four and a half points should be at the bottom. Alt points towards the bottom. And be over thirty-five and a half. Thirty-four and a half. Thirty-four and a half is plus two ten. Plus two ten. So yeah. yeah, over thirty-four and a half plus two ten for Embiid. Put a unit on that. Um, thirty-five or more points is plus two fifteen. Put bit. it on thirty. Yeah, put Get it on th- thirty-five plus, and that's why you guys shop the line. Yep. We always speak about, but I see. Truthfully, I just don't. He had thirty-nine last game. Yep. Played okay. Shot the ball well. Yep. I just don't think anyone can guard him. Yeah, he's. Tough. I don't think they can guard the Hawks. Yeah. But I think 
that he's pretty much unstoppable. I I almost I like him to score forty tonight. Okay. But thirty four and a half is what I would take just for the good value, because I see him getting anywhere from obviously thirty five plus. But um, did you have anything on this game specifically too? Yeah, I'm pulling up what I gave you. I had. Uh... I guess I, in this one, I just kind of like the Hawks. I like the Hawks plus six. I think they keep it close. Yeah. Um, you know, for the first series uh, against the Knicks, I was kind of putting a player prop every night, kind of parlay. And I think I went like three for four on those. So I was pretty good on those. Mm-hmm. But um, now that I have the Hawks just to win the series, I've kind of been staying away from putting a lot more money on them. So I'm just taking them plus six. Yeah. I think that six points is just too many. And I think that because of their ability to score and score quickly with a three-pointer. Yeah. That, you know, for the, for the 76ers to get a 10-point lead and keep a 10-point lead, it can be tough. Yeah, and that's one of the – I agree because it's like the biggest equalizer in sports is the three-point ball. Yeah. And they shoot it from all over the place. Like literally Trey Young, uh, DeAndre Everyone. Hunter yeah. shoots the ball somehow yeah. well. He never was a shooter, even college. Yeah, Bogdanovich, Herder. obviously Herder. John Collins even steps out. Yeah. Gallinari. Like, they got shooters on that team. Yeah. They'll pull it from anywhere. Even Tony Snell when he comes off the bench. Yeah. Lou Will. Like, yeah. they have dudes that just stroke the three. And, I mean, if they're cold, they're it's going to be a tough night. But yeah. they, they don't be cold, bro. No. They don't. They just be stroking. And it's like, I, I feel like they're all, unless I'm crazy, I mean, obviously, Bogdanovich is probably the best three-point shooter. But they're all pretty equal. Yeah. So as long as they just keep moving the ball around and getting a good shot, yeah. so it's going to go. And that's why, they, that's why they shoot such a high percentage from three. He's definitely, I agree, he's the best shooter because he can shoot it in every way. Yeah. Off the dribble, dribble. off yep. the pick, off yeah. the screen. Yep. He does it in every single way. Yeah. Trey Young sort of just like hits people and then pulls up. Yeah. But he's never one that comes like running off a screen and hits like yep. a spot up, you know? Yeah. But he pulls it from deep. But agreed, they just have guys that can shoot it from every which angle. Yep. All right, so you're giving out Embiid over th- or 35 or more points. Yep. I'm giving out just the Hawks to win or the Hawks to cover the spread plus six. Okay. Um, what about for the second game? The second night? game, I'm taking... Uh, I'm taking the Clippers plus three. It was when I when I got it in. Okay. Um, it might have gone down now. It's minus one hundred eight right now. And on, on uh, what is their what's the spread? Spreads three. Okay, it's yeah. still three. So yeah, yep. I'm taking the spread. I would sprinkle half a unit as well. I'm gonna um, since I heard Mike Conley was out on the money line too. Okay, um, it's plus one thirty two. Yeah. So I like both of those bets. I think they can get it done in Utah tonight. Um, but I'll take the points just to, for one unit on those two. Yeah, so I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I think that the Clippers are going to win. And, you know, we kind of talked about it in a couple episodes about looking at different ways to bet something. Yep. So, you know, I think they're going to win outright. So I could take the money line plus 132. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm going to go to... Uh, down here, if you just look on the main page, if you go down to win margin, okay, and then you look at the Clippers here, the Clippers to win by one or ten points is plus two twenty. The Clippers to win by eleven or more plus five hundred. Like we said, they're three and zero on the road so far. They seem to be a road team. They're a defensive team, so 
and they can score. So they can get a good lead. They can score quickly and catch up. Yep. Um, so that's why I'm going to take a half a unit on each one of those. So I'm going to take a half a unit on the Clippers to win by 1 to 10 points at plus 220. Okay. And then a half a unit on the Clippers to win by 11 or more plus 500. It's what won me. It's what kept me positive last last time we met on the Hawks and Knicks. Yep. So it made me had a positive day. So I'm kind of going back to the well on that. And if I think a team's going to win outright instead of betting the money line again, the money line is plus one thirty. Instead of betting that, I can just take a half unit on each of these and get better value. Yeah, get so, better value. They're going to win. You know, one hundred ten bucks or two hundred fifty bucks. Exactly. So on a half unit bet, it's not too bad. No, nah, it's solid. I think it's put you in a good position, and uh, that's why, as you mentioned, I mean, looking at the value and seeing what you can shop out there, there's definitely a lot of opportunity. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that pretty much wraps it up for us today. Yep. We spoke about our uh, our previous bets, our picks for tonight. We got to discuss a little bit about the futures, which I think was like. A little bit of a segue to get into when we talk about the NFL season yep. and some of the bets that we put in for those. Yep. So I think it's it was just a good opportunity to discuss it and give the people out there just different ways that you can bet sports. Yeah, and there's a million ways to do it. Yeah, so we appreciate everyone coming out and, and viewing us and listening to what we have to talk about. Um, yeah, again, Sportsbook Sports on Instagram, Sportsbook Talks on Twitter, and Sportsbook Sports on YouTube. Yep. Give us a like, give us a subscription. Follow. Follow along. Um, and if you guys have any topics or if there's any, you're going to see uh, possibly this weekend or next weekend, we have a, a handicapper coming on yep. that's actually from New York as well. And we want to, you know, just pick his brain a little bit. So if there's anyone out there that you guys know of that you follow that are professional sports bettors or anyone that's been in the industry for a while, we'd love to hear from them. So definitely tag us on their page. Yeah. Reach out to us. Let us know who they are. Because as we've mentioned a million times, you know, we're trying to have good conversations about the sports betting industry and just give a little bit more knowledge than what's on the mainstream out there. Perfect. All right, guys. Sounds good. We'll catch you next time.